0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're
1: still here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability
0: is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Volume 29 of Time to BS Podcast's very own BS Sessions featuring New Jersey's very own Whatever Amy. She is one of the top content creators on Lonely Fans, as well as popular on Twitter and YouTube. You can follow her at Whatever underscore Amy on Twitter and find her on her website in the description. Well, it's a fun little show. It's a fun little quick and easy show. Nothing too crazy. Just talk, drink, have a good time. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show.
1: It's time to B.S.
0: If you don't know who this lovely lady is, I highly suggest you check her out. Um, at whatever amy on twitter and at whatever at whatever amy.com so um amy you have been on before but you have not been on bs sessions it's very similar but
1: I'll, I'll join you Oh
0: there we go. There we go. What are you drinking? Water. Oh, you suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't start my wine too early.
0: Mm -hmm. It's been that day for me So what's up, how you been?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I am chillin' I am chillin', that's all we can do at this point So you mentioned before we start recording that you recently moved Did you move out of state?
1: No, I just moved like two towns over Oh, then you're fine (laughs) Mail (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's random.
1: <laughs>
0: Way to interrupt, thanks. <laughs> so, for those of you who do not know who you are, why don't you go explain to the audience who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, well, I'm whatever, Amy. I am known for being a social media personality, I guess you could say. got my start on Twitter uh, in 2015, just kind of tweeting sarcastic you know things about my commute into the city um you know my life things that i've experienced and since then i have grown my social media presence to youtube subscription sites um i'm kind of all over the place now mm-hmm. so i'm having a lot of fun
0: and so you're you're primarily you're working on OnlyFans and on youtube
1: yeah and and twitter
0: okay but if you had to say, like, the primary source of your of your work is those three, yeah. Okay.
1: That I have Playboy centerfold as well.
0: That I knew as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to bring that out of you. So one of the questions I did want to ask was, how did the uh, the OnlyFans journey start?
1: So, um, late 2020, you know, I had always been getting all of these requests to, for people to buy my pictures off Twitter and, you know, I really didn't post anything very racy, maybe some, you know, selfies here and there. And, uh, you know, people were asking to buy pictures and, and content and I was like, why? Um, And I was starting to see all of these really beautiful and funny women that I had followed on Twitter for so many years, they were all jumping into OnlyFans. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm kind of curious. I really didn't know a lot about it. Um, So I did my research and I was like, you know what, let me just give it a shot. It's the worst that could happen. I could completely humiliate myself and bomb. (laughs) So I, um, you know, I just kind of took a stab at it and I didn't realize or expect it to completely blow up into this huge thing. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty awesome. You're
0: having fun doing it though. You're having fun.
1: Um, I am having, You're having a fun.
0: lot of fun doing it.
1: I definitely am.
0: I actually, um, a funny story. I actually, I uh, wanted to start one for the podcast and I have like a paywall behind it. That was what I wanted to do originally. Um, down the road, we'll see. But, uh, it's it's a fun, it's a fun little thing because uh, pe- when people think of OnlyFans, people jump right into like the porn game, which is right. there's nothing wrong with that.
1: So many other genres of art out there: photographers, models. There's podcasts. There's so many different groups on OnlyFans. You'd mm-hmm. be very surprised.
0: And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, the porn industry, the adult film industry, let's call it, has been. Highly ridiculed for decades, has been highly criticized for decades, and it only just just got recently. Like okay, it's it's acceptable. It's starting to be more acceptable now. It was already with Playboy. It already was with the, with Hugh Hefner, and and look at where it is now. So I mean, do you look back at everything we're Let's let's go. Let's reframe the question. Going back to your life, over over the course of your life, did you ever? Where would you want? Where did you want to be around this time before OnlyFans came to be?
1: I always wanted to be in Playboy. Ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be in Playboy.
0: I did not know this. All right, now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Take a sip for that. at this point I might get the whole bottle who
1: knows
0: (laughs) but um uh what's but you you have you've always had a fascinating like view on like Playboy right you've always looked at like oh that's what I want to do that's what I've always wanted to do since you were since you were little right
1: I yeah I mean I've always just you know Playboy is such an iconic brand and I just thought the women in there were so beautiful and just, it was almost majestic, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I just always had a fascination with it and I was like, I would love to do that. Of course, I never really made any effort to do anything about it, but (laughs) that was always a dream, so. (laughs)
0: You You ever dreamed of like, before Hugh passed away, he was like, oh, I would have loved to meet him because I would have loved to meet Hugh.
1: Of course, absolutely. Who wouldn't? Of course, he was like, awesome.
0: He was God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that industry, but at so this...
1: when I was accepted to be on Playboy Centerfold, that was just a huge moment for me, and I was so excited to, you know, be a part of that, and, and not everybody gets to do that, so mm-hmm. um, it's it's very fun.
0: Was that like the turning point of your, of your life? You could say, like, like, you could look back, like, say, 10 years from now and go,
1: um, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I mean it's definitely excited to be associated with the brand. It's not, you know, as much you know, I'm not gonna be in a, in a the magazine. I mean, I don't know down the road, but right now it's you know, a little piece of it that I'm I'm a part of and I'm happy about that.
0: It'd be fun to see you in the magazine. It'd be fun to see that.
1: Worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like this is only the second time we've like had a full plunged conversation, I could am like... I would definitely like to see what, I would, I'm rooting for you to get it in the magazine. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and when we last spoke, you said you're from this area. Where where would you, where would you, how would you describe your life growing up as suppo- supposed to someone who's never heard you before on this program?
1: Growing up in Jersey? Um, well, I grew up on the beach, you know, I... Had a pretty, you know, cool childhood. We played sports. We took pretty much every lesson known to man: ice skating, horseback riding, tennis. You know, we we tried it all. Um, I was a lifeguard for many, many, many years, and you know, I just, you know, I, I loved growing up where I grew up.
0: Hmm. How was uh? How are you, how was your family life? How was everything with like the family life and.
1: I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, my parents were both in the Navy, um, you know. <laughs> so that's always very interesting. Um, to very structured people raising kids, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you know, they just uh, did the best they could.
0: Mm-hmm. If you could reflect on your past, like your your life as a whole, you could reflect on your life in general as a whole and go, "Wow, that's where I came from." And that's where I am now. Do you ever ever look back at that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up in a super small town, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it was a pretty lax beach town, and, you know, a lot of people stayed and and got married and raised their kids there. You know, I don't live too far away from where I grew up, um, but I feel like I have kind of ventured out. You know, I worked in Manhattan for so many years, and I traveled all the time, and you know, um, it's, you know, I feel like I've kind of moved on from where I grew up. But mm-hmm. I still have such pride and, you know, love for my hometown. And, you know, it was a football town. And it was, you know, so those are things that I, you know, I always follow the, the football schedule. And if they're going to the playoffs, you know, I always try. To yeah. And, you know, that's just...
0: Funny enough, I got doing. my high school football polo shirt on right now. So I, I've, had same, I've had this thing. I've had this thing for a while, but it's it's still a good. comfy shirt, and I I still follow I'm
1: them. T shirts from when I was like sixteen. Like, you know what I, mean? I I don't want to give them up. I love them. I still
0: got my jerseys.
1: I don't have my field hockey uniform, Ooh. but. Ooh,
0: that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. That's, that's too, <laughs> It's probably tucked in the attic somewhere. <laughs> but um, if you could, what what's some advice that you can give to someone who's like, let's say, let's say they're starting off being a content creator, and right now con- being a content creator is like the new way to go in this world. It's no longer like a nine to five job. It's like okay, you're you're able to stay home, work from home. Mm-hmm. Do that for three hours, and then make twice as much as you're on a nine to five job. What's some advice you can give to someone that is trying to start off and yeah. like be walking your shoes?
1: You know, I think that if you want to get paid like a business, you have to treat it like a business. So you need to map it out, plan it out. What your, who your audience is going to be, and it's fine to cast a wide net. But you have to make sure that you have enough variety and content to hold their attention and appeal to that large audience, or are you going to stick to one genre and go in that direction? So, and it's okay to evolve too. Yeah. Um, You know, I do things differently than when I first started, and Mm -hmm. I think everybody does. But, um, you know, I think if you remain true to yourself and you're open to learning new things and, you know, having a few allies that you can, you know, learn from mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but you also have to have a thick skin if you're in social media because oh yeah not everyone's gonna like you
0: mm-hmm. there's nothing but, wrong with that either
1: no and not everyone's gonna understand you and i think sometimes it, it gets a little frustrating and you know i've i've you know heard it here and there over the years for certain tweets that i've written and Ooh. people didn't find them funny or they were personally offended by something that i wrote as a general thing or they don't get the joke and you you're taken aback by how passionate people get about certain things and you know you have to you know you're not everyone's cup of tea
0: what's the worst comment you've ever received by a tweet Um, now that we're in this now we're in this argument
1: (laughs) oh i've heard terrible terrible comments but oh boy i think when i think one of the weirdest reactions i wrote a tweet that um it was like, sorry, your husband wears his phone on his belt. And I got creamed for that. Like, I didn't realize that it that hit such a nerve. You would think that I, you know, said something terrible about, like, Mother Teresa. It was the end of the world. That Oof. Like, people went nuts over that.
0: Oof. Really? Yep. That seems like just a direct, like... Some random comment that you were like, "Oh my god!"
1: You went nuts. <laughs> really? Oh my god! I guess <laughs> there's a lot of phone wearing people out there that really were like, you know what? You're on my list.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I don't judge. Lighten up. Yeah, that was that was another comment that was gonna was gonna be. People have gotten way too freaking sensitive today. I'm 25, and I I tend to think of myself as like an old soul. Yeah. So I look. I look at everyone. I look at like my, my generation. I go, "You wouldn't last a second in the military." No, you would and not. I mean,
1: to be personally offended by something so minor, you don't have any big boob jokes that I've endured over the years, and you know what I mean. Like, I can't be offended by everything. It's just, it is what it is. Like, lighten up.
0: That's what it is. I get called a dad dadbot all the time. I don't care.
1: But it's interesting to see, you know, something so minor be so like people get angry about
0: mm-hmm. it, it could be the smallest little thing like oh like your nose hair is sticking out or some shit <laughs> and people lose their mind yeah it's yeah. the, the like, craziest
1: joke like that like i certainly am not going to be talking about any major topics going forward because you guys will just lose your minds
0: <laughs> i got um I got a story for you that you might like. So I have, I have three friends of mine that uh, that all live in Virginia. And I I had someone over as well, and they were like, oh, I think, you know, that this person is, like, they were talking about politics or some shit. And I don't care what your political views are. I don't care what your religious views are. If you're a good person, it's all I care about. But they were literally saying how, oh, I think Joe Biden is doing a terrific job as president or some shit, and everyone lost their shit. I'm sitting here enjoying my drink. You're like, I don't give a fun fuck.
1: Right. You know, I I have lots of Republican followers. I have lots of Democrat followers. I have lots of, you know, whatever followers, and I don't engage in any of those topics um, because I don't want to alienate anybody. No. People are so passionate about certain things that I don't want to start any arguments, you know what I mean? Like, just everyone. You can believe what you want, and I can believe what I want, and I'm Mm -hmm. totally totally fine with that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your most humbling experience? You could reflect on your life, as I said twice already. Reflect on your life for Five, ten minutes. What's your most humbling experience where you go, Well, that stuck me in the ass real quick.
1: You know, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned in business was the difference between being bossy and being the boss. And for someone who is a bossy child and usually got her way, when I ventured into You know, working. As soon as I started making a little bit of money, as you know, a teenager, I wanted to work, and I worked and worked and worked and worked. And I, you know, got into management as a young age, and you know, I had to learn how to manage people in a way that wasn't commanding. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and being someone that people wanted to work for and that enjoyed working for, because one, they respected that I had moved up through the ranks and I had, you know, you know, I'll roll up my sleeves and help you where needed. And, um, but you know, you can bring people together from all different backgrounds and make them one cohesive unit. Um, but being that bossy girl deep down inside where I'm just be like, do this, do that, do that. Learning how to unwrap that was definitely a very hard lesson for me, um, in my twenties.
0: What did you do? That was uh, a that you were the boss in. If you don't mind me asking,
1: uh, I don't usually share that profession. Not that it's overly exciting. No but worries to, to find me. So I
0: no worries.
1: But um, you know, I always just loved working, and I loved making money, and I would be, you know, I always, I took every single shift I could get my hands on, you know, I was, I went to college, I had an internship, I played a Division one sport, and I worked, and I, you know, I, my mom would joke that she'd have to call my boss in secret and plan the family vacation, because she knew I wouldn't request time off, and when I finally had to go on vacation, I would have a, you know, coverage for my, my shift, and then I would have a backup sub in case that person called out, and, like, I was really you know super on it
0: That's awesome. <laughs> the
1: number one employee.
0: Has that ever been like draining to you? Has that ever dra- have you ever gotten to a point where that has like drained you? Where you're like you're picking up three of these or four four glasses of these and you're like fuck.
1: You know, I'm 46 now and I
0: Time out. You look fantastic by the way. Oh, thank
1: you. Um, You know, I really am now trying very hard to learn how to relax. And, you know, I worked all the time. I was constantly checking my emails. You know, I I have anxiety if I'm not seeing the emails and just making sure that everything is okay. Mm. And, you know, I took my laptop on my honeymoon years ago, which is probably why I'm divorced, but... Um, You know, I just was always a worker bee. And so now I'm trying to give my, you know, maybe I'll close that laptop at 7 o'clock tonight instead of checking my email at 11 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'll go on vacation and I won't bring the laptop. Mm -hmm. My email, like, once a day. You know, I'm learning to (laughs) kind of. Let myself relax and be normal.
0: You got a little bit of that little OCD, the little OCD demon talking to you and shit, the back yeah. of your head.
1: Yeah, I wish I had OCD with like cleaning the kitchen, but
0: oh my god, you and me both. With
1: my laptop—that's an entirely different story. But
0: oh my god, my my entire—I I got a cat recently, so uh, yeah, she's a cutie. She's a her name is Donut. She, yeah, she's a sweet little, she's a sweet little fuckhead. But she's sleeping in the bedroom right now. She's out cold. I'm sure she's a little, she's a kitten too, and she's like, how would, I, shut up, how would, <laughs> how would um how would I describe it? She is the runt of the litter, but she's also got a scar in her eye. Oh wow! And she's like she's gonna stay this size probably for the rest of her life and she'll
1: i'm definitely a cat person i had two sister cats for almost 20 years i lost the last one last year and she was the run of the litter and she outlived everyone um but she ended up being the biggest cat oh look at those ears
0: look at the little look at the little
1: shit. i know cats are assholes for sure but they're the best
0: Oh. Very photogenic little cat. She's my photogenic little donut.
1: Aww, love, yeah. love, you, love you, cat dad.
0: She'll nuzzle into my. I'll sit in my chair that's like right mm-hmm. there right as I get home from work, and then she'll jump up into me, nuzzle into my beard, and in 30 seconds, out cold.
1: <laughs> out cold. Yeah. Like,
0: how do you do this?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no trouble stay, uh, falling asleep, but staying asleep is a different story. Oh, yeah, you, you and me both. I'm up all night.
0: You and me both, because you got the little demon inside your head going. It's that email talking to me.
1: Brain does not shut off, (laughs) and it's you know, it's a blessing and a curse.
0: I oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had that, but I I don't regret. I regret nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you mentioned before you have like a little anxiety talking in your brain. Have have there been other moments of where your anxiety talks to you?
1: You know, I started getting panic attacks in my late twenties, to the point where I would like call nine one one, and I, I think it had a lot to do with, you know, unresolved feelings of being alone, or you know, um, I just was going through something in my twenties, and I eventually kind of worked myself off to the point where I, I stopped getting them. Um, you know, so frequently, I mean, I was on medication, those things didn't work. And eventually, like when I would start having a panic attack, I would try and be like, okay, let me just get through the next minute. My Xanax is in my purse. If I need it, I'm going to try not to take it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I would kind of like fight with myself to work through it. Um, You know, I took a lot of yoga, which was very helpful for me, the meditative kind. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just kind of worked through it with myself. But I think I also had to come to terms with a lot of the root of my anxiety, Um, you know, and, and I think finding out what exactly that was, was the challenge. And once I kind of got that under control, then things started to calm down in that aspect. I still have anxiety about certain things, but overall, like the panic attacks, which were crippling, Mm-hmm. Um, those, you know, have subsided So
0: I got a story to you that leads to a question um, So Back growing up, I was always afraid of like being alone And stuff like that and I, and I would always, you know Sit in my room, just sit and be alone And Even though I was afraid of being alone But I found out that being lonely Is the most Comforting feeling because you have a chance To like gather your thoughts Mm -hmm. You get a chance to gather your thoughts. You get a chance to think about where you were about five minutes or five years ago. And around the last time, the last time we spoke, I didn't have Donut. I got her back in December and I can, and I really say like, Hey, there's a, there's a weird, nice feeling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of being alone because of the cat. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: And animals are very intuitive.
0: So what's that? The question I was going to ask you was, what's that snap of the finger kind of feeling that you were like, oh, that's where, that's why I'm like this. That's why I have the anxiety. Or that's why I have the depression.
1: Um, I think it was probably once some of the recreational drugs that I was doing in my twenties when I'd go out, that didn't help. Um, and I think too, I I needed to kind of grow up a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in my twenties, I was, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and I was going out every chance I got and not really focusing on a future. Um, so I think I had worries about my life going forward and kind of growing up and, Once I kind of was like, wait a minute, I need to, like, get my shit together. Yeah. um, I started feeling more calm when I had a little, you know, some money in the bank. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for that promotion. And I started to kind of get more of my life in order um, because, you know, you know, and eventually I, I got married and, you know, did all that. But you could be next to somebody but still be alone. Oh, I feel that. So.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, when did you, um, when did you start to feel that realization that, hey, I don't care if I'm alone. I don't care if I'm, you know, with anyone. I don't care if I'm with my dogs. I'm going to still enjoy my life the way I can. When did you get to that point?
1: You know, I think when I was, married and starting to go through my divorce. I realized, you know what? I can do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm like, all right, I picked myself up. I, you know, manage my bills. I am a social person. I can, you know, live my life. I don't have to worry about being on my own. I got it
0: there you go and you sure shit got it that's for sure <laughs> you sure shit got it that's for absolutely sure um if you could go back in time and like re- change three things in your life but oh, here's the three. here's the catch here's the catch those three things in your life made you the person who you are today would you what would you change and would you still change them
1: um You know, it's funny. I I always joke around. I see these all the time. What would you go back and tell your teenage self? And I always joke around like I would start jogging earlier because I always wanted to be really, really skinny. And now my curves are popular. And But my whole life I wanted to be skinny, like Pamela Anderson skinny. And, you know, so if I went back and, and did what I needed to do to look that way, my life would be very different now, and I don't know, you know, if I would have been embraced like I am now. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been, been Playboy, but...
0: <laughs> I think there's still the curve. I still... Have to... Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> Bones are for dogs. Meat is for men. That, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm shocked you're not drinking vodka, but at this point... It, it is I too...
1: I, th- I could have lied, but...
0: It's 2.45 in the afternoon, so who cares?
1: I... I don't do well if I'm drinking wine all day. Really? <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> I only just got back into drinking, like after not drinking for like six months. Oh wow. So that's a whole other story, but I had a really bad emotional drinking problem last year. And it was bad. But um, I can comfortably like have, you know, a bottle of this or a glass of that with being like Yeah, I'm good. Right, that's 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 humbling to feel, mm-hmm. and that was another question I was going to ask. I mean, what what is humbled? What that? What's the two moments that, or one moment that you can say like humbled you the most? And you feel like, wow, I'm not hot shit. Um.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Hard question.
1: I got, I got a lot of things to look back on.
0: <laughs> Take your time.
1: Um. I don't know. I would have to think about that. I would have to have a redo on that one.
0: No worries. On. No worries. It's usually it's usually a hard question for uh, some people to ask. But I have when I ask like friends and family, that's like, oh, if you could go back and say like, wow, that's a really humbling experience for me. I'm like, wow.
1: I say that I'm a kind of a humble person. So there's a lot of things that are humbling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. Join the club. Honestly. <laughs> So you need to come out to Long Island. You gotta come out to Long Island eventually. The
1: island of Long.
0: It's not even that long. It's like it's not <laughs> even that long. Been
1: in the island of Long.
0: It's not even that long. I highly suggest
1: uh-huh.
0: go to Montauk first. Go all the way to here first.
1: I've been to Montauk.
0: You've been to you've been to Montauk. What the fuck?
1: I've been all over.
0: That's a fair point. Well, wow, I'm going to shove now. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Greenport. Is really nice. Port Jefferson. The harbor. Re- the ha- Port Jefferson Harbor is really nice. Um, the beaches are just. Pfft. I'm, I haven't been to a Jersey beach yet, so I wouldn't know. But I'm it's
1: known for the, you know the Jersey beaches.
0: I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled by bathing on an island. I feel
1: like Long Island is just a bigger version of Jersey without the pork roll.
0: Sure, let's go with that. I mean, probably.
1: You probably don't even know what I'm talking about.
0: I, I probably don't know what, I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. That's Your the thing.
1: is this breakfast meat that is mainly sold in New Jersey. And it's like this amazing hangover remedy that you eat Ooh. for breakfast with eggs or on a roll. And yeah, it's like the debate between, do you call it pork roll or do you call it Taylor ham? You'll probably, you hear that a lot.
0: Oh, I've heard Taylor ham. Yes, I've heard of Taylor ham. Yeah. I had a buddy, I have a friend of mine who's from Jersey, and you know, he mentioned to me, like, dude, you gotta get some Taylor Ham. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? I've, yeah. We true. get a bacon egg, and cheese from where we're from, for God's sakes.
1: I'm telling you, once you try it once, you'll be like, ugh, oh, this is amazing.
0: All right, go to Jersey. All right, donut, <laughs> let's go. When I visit
1: Long Island, I will bring you pork roll sandwiches.
0: Yeah, let, let me know. <laughs> when you're on Long Island, you let me know, and I'll and I'll go steal some from you or some shit like that Uh, Amy this was a pleasure this was a pleasure my friend I greatly appreciate you you coming on thank
1: you so much for having me
0: ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to BS Sessions Volume 29 with whatever Amy go follow her on Twitter and Instagram subscribe to her YouTube channel and subscribe to her OnlyFans page (laughs) highly suggest you do it but uh yeah shake it (laughs) but uh thank you so much for tuning in ladies and gentlemen I will hope to see you in this life or the next one peace out guys